0: Welcome, my name is Tim. It's Dante, by the way.
1: And Herfy
0: Durfy, by the way. And this is Gomo, a link to the past randomizer podcast, by the way. So I uh, haven't had a chance to play a ton of rando since the last time, but I've still done my homework because this afternoon I did two things. I watched and listened to the VOD of the League reveal from this last weekend that nice. I didn't get a chance to watch live. And I listened to the just released a few hours ago as of the recording of this podcast episode of Fear Agents Podcast 216, uh, which in which there was a review, uh not review, what am I trying to say, in which there was an interview with Herphy Durfee. Mm-hmm. And uh, just wanted to say I really, really enjoyed that. That was great.
1: Thank you, thank you. I really enjoyed recording it. Uh afterwards Fear said uh, to me. I really liked it. We barely talked about Rando. (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, uh, we we barely did talk about Rando.
0: Yeah, not to just you know recap the whole thing because I think everyone should just go ahead and listen to the interview with Mm -hmm. Fear. Uh, But I really enjoyed hearing more about your time in America Mm because I guess that's something that we hadn't really got into specifically on this podcast of like how you ended up there and you know what what you were doing there. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a weird story how it all started and happened and how like it it was like this weird daggerfall chat room that had I didn't really go into too much detail on Fierce Podcast about this. So at least I'm not retreading stuff too much, but it had like these weird uh, clans of people that put like, you know, certain letters in front of their names. So they belong to that faction or this faction. Yeah. And uh, it, it was such a small group of people. Uh, they kind of got together in this web, web chat room based on whatever Java or something. I don't even remember. It was so old yeah. school and like before the 2000s. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's how I came to America for the first time and kind of stuck before, around for a while. <laughs> before the that's, 2000s. Yep. Right. Yeah. It made
0: me think of like what I was doing around that time. My Internet hangout spot of choice was... Um, I would always go to Yahoo Mm -hmm. and then go to the chat rooms and then I would look at Pokemon chat rooms and whichever one had the most people, I would go into that one and there was bound to be, you know, there was a community of probably, I don't know, at some point like 20 to 25 of us Mm -hmm. um, that we all, we would do like RP and uh, like write like short fiction, like make up stories in the Pokemon universe and stuff. It Mm -hmm. was, it was the, the nerdiest shit. Um, but you know, that was our little community and, like, we all became friends on AIM afterwards and yeah, like some oh, of us dude. kind of stayed in touch hey. and stuff, but so yeah, just like, it, it really brought me back like here and, and then, but like, it made me think, okay, those people that I knew, what if I ended up living with one of them for three years? Like that's, that was really <laughs> wild to me that, that, that came about.
1: It was, uh, I, I met the daughter of the family first. And since we were around the same age, I think she was a year or two older. We got along pretty well. Yeah. And uh, then I also met her dad who hung out in the same chat room for some reason, who was also the surgeon guy who, who like, cool you know, mm-hmm. got me out of trouble. Very cool. And he ended up uh, inviting me over. And, you know, I, I just kind of. And, and yeah, I ended up there and. And yeah stuck around, they like me for some reason. I don't know. I'm not sure if you <laughs> you know if I can recommend living with herphy for three years, but apparently it's possible, <laughs> so you know
0: yeah, well, uh everyone should definitely like I said, go check that episode out. really enjoyed it um and yeah there there's been a lot of really great episodes lately of two sixteen, so I've been really enjoying the work that fear's putting into that and conversations he's having with the community. Yeah, been, definitely sweet.
1: He, He's a great yeah. interviewer for sure.
0: Yeah. So I mentioned at the very top of the episode that I haven't had a chance to play rando a lot. Cause it's been just crazy with work stuff that's been going on, mm-hmm. but uh, pretty much right after I post this podcast, I'm taking a half day and then I'm going on vacation for like three or four days and I was just thinking like, it would be really sweet if I could play some rando while I'm gone, get a little bit of practice. Uh, you know, I'm going to the beach and it's supposed to be like rainy kind of the whole time. No. So I'm like, no, yeah. So it's like, it's whatever, you know, but the point is I won't have to do any work, you know, for, for a change. Cause it has been pretty, pretty intense. Um, and so I want to like relax and do the kind of stuff that I would want to do on my time off, which includes play rando. I, I feel bad. I haven't played in a while. I've got league coming up. I definitely need some practice. Uh, and it got me to thinking that, you know, playing rando on the go, not in your normal, like, you know, uh, war station, you mm-hmm. know, that I think most of us have that we're used to when we come home, uh, is kind of something worth thinking about a little bit in advance. Um, I was recalling before we started recording when we went to STL 2019 and I didn't really, I guess, think about it as much as I should have ahead of time. Cause I showed up with a MacBook and nothing else and ended up having to have the game in like a quarter of the screen <laughs> and then a tracker in the other quarter of the screen and i'm like leaning way in uh it was just like super awkward uh there was also no internet so i had planned to like track <laughs> with like a web tracker and that you know i had to like do something on the fly there yep so i just wanted to ask you guys if you have ever done mobile rando and like what your setups look like. And maybe we can just talk about some potential setups that people might be able to utilize that are more mobile than what they're used to.
1: Uh, I I think it's, it's kind of difficult to really give good tips because it depends so much on what you have available to you. Because first of all, it obviously depends. Do you normally play on hardware? Like, do you have an old SNES? Do you have a Super NT or whatever? Uh, yeah. Or do you play on an emulator where you could more or less easily transfer your playing environment from your desktop PC or whatever you're playing on to a laptop that you can just take with you? So that's probably the first question that you're going to have to ask yourself or maybe even, hey, I'm normally a hardware player, but I can manage to play on emulator mm. for this event or for this you know vacation that I'm going on because it doesn't really matter there anyways. Uh, I would assume a lot of hardware players are going to have issues just randomly switching back to emulator and all the input lag and stuff that you get. So that's probably not going to happen a lot, but you know, if Mm. you're going on vacation and you just want to drill out some stuff or whatever, it might work. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. And then it really depends on what you have. The best you can hope for uh, if you're insisting on using hardware is to take all your stuff and maybe have like a, I don't know a monitor that you can either bring or have wherever you're going or like an old CRT TV, if you're really using an old SNES or something, Um, then you can just try to recreate your usual surroundings as much as you can. And if that's not possible, you're going to have to look for alternatives, either something that you already own. Like if you're an emulator player, as I said earlier, you can maybe if you have a laptop as well, or if you're already playing on a laptop, you, you can easily take your stuff around, right? You're probably already yep. used to taking all your random setup stuff around. Uh, the only thing, as you said, Temp, uh, that you really need to look out for is if you're, say, a Donka Tracker user and you usually use the website version, you might have trouble there. There is hotel Wi-Fi, if we're talking about SGL, for example, as one of the mobile places where you might need to play somewhere where you know, you're not used to. Uh, There is hotel Wi-Fi, but we might be in, like, a basement tournament room where there isn't great Wi-Fi or you don't get a connection or something like that. So it's always better to have, like, an offline version available somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's. I think that's generally probably a good idea, unless you're someone who just plays without a tracker normally, then that's, you know, not an issue for you.
0: Yeah. Dante, what... What, what's your plan? So you're, you're a hardware guy. So it's probably easy to just like bring a lot of that. Right.
2: <laughs> so let me let me go through my 2019 prep. And then now okay. I'll kind of talk about what I'm planning to do this year. So uh, 2019, you know, there was no auto tracking and uh, I, I needed a map tracker. And the reason I needed a map tracker, it, I I'd hardly use it. But there are very niche scenarios where my brain is just not turned on. So since it's available, I want to use it. It wasn't banned. So I thought I can use that, but I did the assumption and I guess Herf and I have been talking about a lot of this behind the scenes. I guess this is the reveal, um, as far as tracking goes, uh, for this year, but <clears throat> we, we were, we're going to put like something out in the next day or two. This, I guess this is the motivation to do it. Um, so, uh, you know, we were looking at banning auto tracking this year. So I was thinking I'll do the same setup. I've got a few spare work laptops now. Not everybody's got that option. So if I couldn't take a spare work laptop, then, uh, you know, back in the day I was using emo tracker. So that needed an executable. I couldn't run it on a tablet and I had an iPad back then. Um, you know, if I've got internet, I could run dunk a tracker and I could run it on a tablet and I could just click it myself. No big deal. Um, that's kind of my thought. You know, I think I haven't tried downloading the, uh, the offline version for like a tablet, but I'm probably going to attempt that. But yeah, I, I basically planned out in 2019 like this is what so I'm going to take my setup. I got these cables uh, just, you know, I had three or four different types of cables with me just in case I needed to know what plugged into what. I didn't know if I was getting an HD monitor. I didn't know if I was getting, um, you know, a CRT. It was just a huge headache to, to like I worried about way too much like variables that were kind of like out of my control. So it was like I just planned for all of them. Um, and I, that's just kind of how I am. But I had, like I said, then I had a laptop. It had emo tracker on it. <clears throat> I, you know, we tracked manually. We did that. And I basically had it down to a science. It was like, I need one outlet for the laptop to keep it plugged in. And then I can just turn it on and go. And I mm-hmm. always forgot to set my timer up. And that, <laughs> <laughs> that like, I have no, when I'm playing rando, if I don't have a timer, I have no bearing I don't know if it bearings the right word. I have no idea how far I'm into the seed. Like that's probably my biggest weakness as a player. Like people playing like NMG and stuff too. I'm I'm derailing this a little bit, but like if people say, Oh, you're X amount of minutes from, you know, you're on this pace. And I'm like, how do you know what kind of pace you're on? Like, I just see what the numbers say. I can't, I, I can't compute yeah. that in my head that fast. And I can't mm-hmm. get an idea of thinking, well, I've done this, 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 and this. So it's probably around this time. Like, I'll check Kakariko and been like, God, it's been four hours. So um, <laughs> anyway, back on track, though. So I, uh, I would say just kind of pra- like get yourself in an offline environment, like a completely offline environment and try to practice that. So what I'm going to do this year, I'm going to have my tablet with me. I'm just going to potentially use that in an offline dunk tracker setting or whatever. Um, and then if I can, I am going to have a laptop where I could just hook in my SD to SNES FX pack, whatever you want to call it now um, to auto track if if I can. Now, I I think the the idea with this is also I don't want to hold the tournament up and I don't think we're going to let players hold the tournament up because like, oh, I can't get my auto tracker to work. I need 10 more. No, like if I can't get it to work, then I'm just going to say screw it and I'm just going to play the game and I'm going to manually track because I'm not. I I do it. I do it in the mystery tournament because we don't let in mystery. Like one of the rules is no auto tracking because it's just funnier that Mm -hmm. way. But, (laughs) um, like in in in, I'll mistrack stuff all the time in that. But I've noticed that I just I like I have it in memory more because I've played more. Mm -hmm. So, my advice on the go is just make sure you do a couple of settings. Uh, are a couple of like scenarios like you are there. Another example. So if you're playing mm-hmm. on the big stage, uh, which there's more stages, I guess you could call it this year that we're setting up, you're going to have, t- if you want in-game audio, which I did, I wanted in-game, in-game audio. I can't play without it. Um, mm-hmm. You are going to have to have earbuds, not not big headphones. You have to have earbuds. And then on top of that, the he- big headphones that are supplied by speed gaming go over your earbuds so you Mm. have to be comfortable with that and why you know why is that they you know they want to have commentary they don't want you to be spoiled so you've got earbuds in listening to the game or music like i think andy and a couple other people in 2019 just listened to spotify and just Mm. played but then the big headphones are going to be playing white noise over top of it so you're not going to be able to hear hopefully outside your headphones Um, Mm. so that's another thing to prepare for. I actually prepared for that in 2019, played the game with headphones on. And then I put my big headphones on and I found like a YouTube video, like 10 hours white noise. And (laughs) I played a seed like that. And I'm like, well, that's a little weird. But like after the first five minutes, you kind of tune it out and you don't think about it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's, like for SGL, that's kind of my prep just on the go in general. I mean, I remember I visited a friend up in Ohio and uh, we wanted to play rando together while we were there. And I, I had, I had a work laptop cause I was technically working that day. So I just mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. like old iBuffalo controller and I, this was when I was a hardware player still like already, but I knew like everything felt off, you know, because of that. But it was also like a more casual chill environment. It wasn't for a tournament, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, you know, you could do, do a laptop or whatever. If you're okay with like switching your setup up and you have the means, great. But like, I don't know, it's it's really hard to say, like, I don't think like speed Gaming is going to have a bunch of stuff at SGL for, you know, for like they're, they're not playing. They're playing on you bringing your setup or borrow yeah. borrowing a friend's setup. And the problem with borrowing a friend's is if they don't have a spare, then if they got to play their tournament match, they kind of just have to, like,
0: take their setup back. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a whole so I guess.
0: Yeah. So so boil all of this down. I think the most important takeaway, if you are going to be at STL 2022, for instance, or if you want to, like me, you know, take your setup on vacation or something like that. It just involves thinking ahead to, okay, what are all of the elements that I use every time I play? Mm -hmm. Which sounds obvious, but I think it's worth kind of doing in a step by step sort of way. Okay, what about the controller? All right, I I need to bring that. What about playing the game? Okay, I've got hardware. Okay, I I just need a computer with an emulator, whatever it is. Okay, I need a tracker. Am I going to have a separate screen for that? Am I going to put that on an iPad? There are a number of ways to do it. It just requires thinking a little bit about it. And then, like Dante said, testing it out ahead of time. And making sure that you, you know, isolate yourself if if you want to make sure that you don't have Internet, don't have Internet and see what that feels like yeah. to play on, on that that equipment. Right. Um, and that system.
1: And uh, also to kind of to what Dan, said, and also obviously to what you said about thinking ahead. Uh, I know people aren't huge fans of reading through huge text documents and stuff like that. But it's really worth it, especially for something like SGL. Not necessarily, obviously, for something where like you, where you're going on a vacation and just wanna, you mm-hmm. know, play random and chill. But uh, this, it, it's worth it. Reading the documents that are provided thoroughly because the whole thing about uh, providing uh, ear over-ear headphones with white noise in it and stuff—it's all it's mentioned somewhere in the uh, in the event notes. Or yeah, I think it it, it does. All players should bring a pair of headbuds during stream matches to ensure sound isolation. Players will listen to the game sound through earbuds and we will provide over the ear headphones that go over the top of the earbuds, which play white noise. So, you know, all the information is there. That's not something you can think ahead if you don't know it, but if you read all the documents, you'll, you'll know what you can expect as far as, you know, do I need to bring over your headphones? Do I need to bring earbuds? Can I just listen to the TV sound as if I'm playing from at home Uh, and stuff like that? And, uh, as far as sound isolation goes, I also just uh, thought of something else for, for Dante and I that we need to put in that document. <laughs> oh. But <laughs> because, yeah, like. Because uh, every, every seat that we're going to play at SGL will be required to have the low flashing mode on. Uh, thanks to, I'm sure everyone remembers who saw those in 2019, where, you know, <laughs> opening Meyer. Oh, I wonder where my opponent is right now. His face is flashing all the time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it ACK? who who basically was like I knew I had lost because I was looking for ether and it was the entry for Meyer and I just saw my opponent across like I just saw like the, the background flashing and I knew I was yep. toast
1: yep yeah so uh you know stuff like that is uh it's just a little different in a in, in a setup like that I guess
2: yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, if we ever get big, I doubt it, but if we ever get, like, big in eSports, you know, we just get the, the soundproof boxes like the, the big eSport g- games have. We're in a huge mm-hmm. arena where we just don't see the crowd, and we don't have to worry about numbers going up in the air with fingers trying to guess the big key guessing game because God knows we <laughs> need to do that more, but... Yep. um you know that was that was actually a thing that happened. I believe it was Aussie who mm-hmm. said afterwards they knew they had lost because they weren't in GT and they saw people like throwing up numbers because they were in GT. So they kind of gathered,
0: hey, uh, I guess I'm losing. Um, yep, yeah, and it was true. And then a board was passed around to oh. let people know in the next match. Not well, no, that, to do was that. In <laughs> that
2: was in finals. That was in finals. It was finals. like, do not okay. put yeah. numbers up in the air, yeah. which they entered so close. But that's another story. But yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, like playing on the go, like if you could just have a setup for casual stuff, that's fine. Um mm-hmm. I I really don't play rando on the go anymore. Like even when, like, mm. if I go see my friend that, you know, plays rando, like we've got so much other stuff to do. Uh, and that sounds kind of yeah. bad to say, like, you know, I'm not going to worry about it, but I would yeah. say, you know, for a tournament like this that's coming up and it's also, you know, even if you have like a little mini mobile setup, if you can move it, like play in a different room of your house. If you want to practice. For yeah. it, I think that's a really big, um, mm-hmm. a big idea. Like because I am so like I think I talked about it on the podcast one time, but I got a new chair in like January and I didn't know how to play in it. I couldn't hover. I couldn't <laughs> like everything was off and something as small as that threw me off. Now it doesn't do that to everybody because you know people are built different. I'm just built weird. So um, you know, practicing, you know, sit on I don't know, sit on the floor, stand up, uh, stand on your head, I don't know, do something different and see mm-hmm. how you play.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Uh there is another added component to this though, in that for STL 2022, for instance. Um, you know, last time I drove so I could bring whatever I wanted in my, in the trunk of my car. Are this you time flying? I'm flying? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Ooh, so, so I have to, have to consider that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, I think the answer for me is going to be obviously controller, uh, you know, earbuds, all those, all those things. Uh, and then a laptop, which I think I can basically borrow one from work and a monitor. So the laptop has the game, the monitor has the tracker set up auto tracking, Plug the controller and and the you know headphones into the um into the computer, I think that's it
2: right i would I would honestly just because I don't know what the spacing situation is like if mm-hmm. you know if you can bring something for a monitor to have a second monitor with a laptop, great, but my suggestion would be to plan to play on one screen if you can because if you if you my my thought is prepping for mm-hmm. worst case scenario keeps you like chill about whatever's happening and then if something's better if it's a better environment you've got more room to set up than you think you were gonna have then you're you're happier and like I don't know Uh, I'm not saying look for doom and gloom but it's definitely not gonna be as comfy as like laying back in your office chair with uh you know 14 screens uh with 52 different
0: trackers up or something yeah So uh, I remember also at 2019, there were paper trackers that were Mm -hmm. made available for people to use. Do you guys think anyone could realistically use that or, like, train themselves to use
1: that? I mean, we had a couple of people who used them or who asked for them. I don't know if they helped or not, but, you know, it at least keeps you from having to open the menu or something to see if you got a medallion to open Meyer or or whatever. It it might not Mm -hmm. be super useful, but it's still better than nothing for some things, at least.
0: I just couldn't imagine dropping the controller to pick up like a pencil or a pen or something. That seems well,
1: extremely cumbersome. I mean but if you're the lifting your, your ear. right if you're uh if you're lifting your right hand from the controller to track manually with a mouse, you can also grab a pen and make an X or something real quick, right? I mean I'm sure Ari probably could, no problem. I mean <laughs> he you probably know. just plays without a tracker.
0: well then there's that you know that's viable option too if you want to be like all right i think you know it's going to be more trouble to set up the tracker than it is to just like Mm -hmm. maybe try going trackerless a couple times maybe you're better at it than you think you are i don't know that's that's a potential option i wouldn't say don't don't let your first time be during a tournament match you know practice if you're going to do that ahead of time but it it could be viable
2: i would I, i i very cautiously say this um i'm curious what people's thoughts are and i i probably mm. shouldn't have uttered those words um keep it here on the go mode discord like don't go into sgl and do it like cuz i'm asking here as a, a podcast host and not as someone going to the event and like cuz there have there's a few there's a very small subset that's just not very vocal about it and i'm really glad they're not um <laughs> but they would just rather the in-person event be completely ban trackers. Just you've got to play the game mm, and go. Yeah. And I think there's some, there's some merit to that, but I also think it's a detriment to the success of the event um, just because like so many people are used to them now. And if you ban it for one specific event, it just feels, uh, it feels like you're trying to make people, if they had a reason to make an excuse to not come, you, you gave them yeah. one and yeah, I, mean. I i, I would i mean I think it it looks it looks so much more impressive to watch people like one to play in person anyway, but two like doing it without a tracker, you know them just kind of like nodding and you kind of see them like moving their head around thinking, and then they just go do something like it shows their knowledge of the game, and I'm not saying if mm-hmm. you use a tracker with a map and all that you, you don't have any game knowledge but um, it's much more impressive, like kind of just thinking that through and seeing them also do well and like stay collected in that. But yeah, I, I I'm curious what people's thoughts are. You know, with you know an in person event, like what what would you want? Yeah, ideally. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, as you were saying, I think from the one side, it has it definitely has merit because especially for an event with a prize pool and stuff, and where you want to find the best of the best. That's like, you know, another step up, I guess, if you want to say yeah. it from the usual already high skill level that we usually have in Rando. If, you know, you're getting great matches while the people are also playing without trackers, that that adds like another level to it. I don't think anyone can really argue with that. But at the same time, as you were saying, trackers are, you know, allowed and so widespread. I don't think that's a thing that will be enforceable in any way. I think people oh, no. would probably riot, you know, if, if or they, they, actually they just would to do that. And it would be yeah, like I, I mean, said, I, I yeah, think obviously. it would just hurt
2: the event. Mm-hmm. Um, another yeah, thing I, like I,
0: go I got a track. Yeah, that's, no, that's just, fair. That's, <laughs> I, that, that's it. I got a track. <laughs> that's so like, it. In
2: 2019, when I went, I remember I had my console and I was like, this is a pain in the butt because the power brick is like 50 feet wide you know, for the old Mm -hmm. Super Nintendo one, because technology sucked back then compared to now. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I was always, like, struggling to find an outlet because there was other things, like, beside it. And I'm like, oh, God, if I... I wish I had the... Uh, audacity, like some people to unplug somebody else's stuff. But I, you know, I'm not that guy. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I, I would find something. And that was another thing I think I remembered was I brought like we have these at work, these little one foot extension cords. And mm-hmm. it's so we can get big bricks in, you know, without taking up two outlets. So I was like, all right, glad I have that. But um, I, uh, I back then, it was much easier for me to say, all right, I, when I get some disposable income, Buying a super NT, and then I did, and it made my GDQ 2020 experience much more enjoyable. Like, because I had you know, it was just HDMI and they had LCDs everywhere, so we're done. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. then you know, then the 2020 chip shortage and COVID, and then now you can't buy an NT to save your life, and you got to win Dunk a Ladder lottery to go get another one, whatever he's putting on, and you end up like, I don't know. Uh, you just it's hard to get an NT now so that's like you can't just say oh we'll save up your money and go buy an NT because yeah maybe somebody also doesn't they've got a Super Nintendo laying around they bought an FX Mm -hmm. pack and then they don't want to pay whatever
1: for it yeah Uh, I would argue Tim for your situation uh, I think Fiesel is going to be super thankful for anyone who brings a monitor but especially if you're flying you might not want to just because mm. I think if you're playing like they have monitors, they probably don't have a lot of monitors, but they have monitors and you can probably fit a tracker and the emulator on one like 24 inch or whatever they have there. Right. That's probably not yeah. too awful. I,
0: I seem to remember a lot of screens, CRTs and monitors just right. kind of. Well, well, CRT they don't have the, lot
1: the, they don't have the CRT hookup anymore, so okay. the CRTs are going to be pretty much gone except for what people bring. Uh, exactly. But I know yeah, he know. has a couple of LCDs or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. I, I assume they're going to be like 23, 24 inch, normal HDMI, whatever monitors. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. and if it's also potential, I could go ahead.
2: And I was gonna say, if you saw the announcement, like that, it was put out kind of without a ping in that discord, you know, Feasel did start a GoFundMe. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, most of this is just to make sure that they're not skimming from any prize pools because they made that option and they're still putting bonuses into prize pools um, but they, you know, they're looking to buy equipment to get them through this year and to make sure like future events are successful. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people, mm. you know, there's, there's been several people already who've donated to it. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's mm, worthwhile, yeah. but, uh, if you could bring a monitor, I did that the first year I brought two monitors and I thought they were going to be for gaming and they got put in like two stream setups. And then I got them when I left and I was like, all right, well, whatever works, you know, I, yeah. I, I felt like I helped a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking I could also probably like ask a friend who is driving, you know, if I can, if they can bring an extra monitor for me or if I could just use theirs when they're not using it and try to coordinate schedules like yeah. that. I know for sure I have, so I'm not doing the, you know, ALTTPR tournament, but I definitely want to play some while I'm there, even if it's just some like friendly races like oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. or something like that. So I'm definitely planning on playing when I'm there. And yeah, there's probably going to be monitors available. I mean, I could like dust mine off and put it in my suitcase, but I just as soon not,
1: you know, it's
0: kind of kind of cumbersome. So, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, Like Dante said, let us know your thoughts uh, in our discord, um, not the STL one, because then it becomes like an official uh, you know, uh, yeah, opinion that you've, that you've logged and nobody wants I, it there. If, if you go, talk about it in ours.
2: Yeah, if you go to that Discord, I am officially classifying you as someone who <laughs> just <laughs> wants to stir the pot and watch the world burn. So if the you decent. think you actually want to help, keep it in our Discord.
0: <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, let us know if you're going to STL, what kind of setup you're planning on bringing and uh, if you've tested it out, how that's, how that's worked for you. Maybe we can uh, help some people out at the same time. Sweet. All right. Well, we've got a few happenings in the community to cover. Um, I mentioned up top that uh, there was a league reveal stream over the weekend hosted by uh, Dante here, uh, Amerith and Dazed Cloud. Uh, so I got to see the first like hour or so of this, got through all the open stuff, got about halfway through the Invitational. Um, and I don't necessarily want to just recap the stream because people should go just watch the VOD. We'll put a link to that in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did want to say there were some really cool like logos, new team names, a lot of MT uh alumni in there which is always really uh, cool to see. Um so yeah, Uh, we'll put a link to that in the description. And, uh, Dante, after you finished doing the stream, you know, what was, what were your thoughts after the presentation? How'd you feel Uh, about everything?
2: Oh, I was in a hurry to leave and get to an appointment. I had 10 minutes after we, (laughs) we, we called it. Um, (laughs) so that was my feelings, but I thought, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, obviously I had chat up kind of on the side, just trying to keep tabs on things. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I noticed we did apparently mess up one or two slides. Uh, there was like a couple of like tiny errors, but I, I think given that this was thrown together so fast uh, and we, I don't think we've ever had a perfect one. We've always had a small mistake. So, um, I'm not trying to justify it, but, um, anyway, so that, that's, that's just part of like, unfortunately it's just kind of how it goes. Um, I remember so Fry. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of dish on, on the admins and the mods here. So, uh, okay. for like, I think the third year now, Lumaga had was super helpful in basically getting the team names into the slides. Uh, and he kind of offered like, Hey, if anyone else wants to see how this is done, we're going to, ha- I'm going to jump in, you know, voice um, in like the mod voice channel, and I'm going to screen share and we'll just go through it. So like, I think f- for probably a few hours, Friday night, there was like a little, a little, mini party, mostly, mostly the admins and a couple of mods um, that came in and out and kind of just saw the whole thing. There was a, I think a lot of, uh, wine and beer consumed. Um, not, (laughs) not just myself. I I mean, other people too. Um, (laughs) but it it was, it was very chill. It was, you know, to me, it was really exciting just kind of seeing, you know, just the buzz with league starting again, you know, since it's something I'm a part of with, with helping organize, um, afterwards, you know, the discord kind of flaring up. We actually, we actually got rate limited on discord. Um, Sigma when Sigma pressed the button for the bot to literally start doing everything. Uh, we apparently uploaded too many emotes at one time and discord was like, we don't like that you're shut down. So I think we had,
0: (laughs) Oh wow. (laughs) I think
2: we had like 15 or 30 minutes where we couldn't do anything, uh, with the bot. So it just like stopped. (laughs) Um, but we got through that sigma's awesome uh shout outs to the sigma wow. for literally getting up i think like 3 hours early uh when they they work overnight most times i think so them getting up 3 hours early to press the button since none of the admins have the authority to press the button oh wow um but yeah like just you know seeing the the old channels blow away the new ones come in the the we got the tier 2 or whatever boosted thing so now like your team mm-hmm. your name has the the logo beside it and all that um, it, I, I just really think it's a nice touch. It just makes things, I don't know. It makes things exciting for me. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I was in the discord a little bit earlier today. saw all the uh, changes, the updates I've already started to work on scheduling for our first race. Um, and uh, I wanted to share another thing that uh, my teammate actually shared in our channel for this it's this just i'm I just like this free website called when to meet.com and it's the number two um dr earworm went in put in their availability it's just like a drag and drop kind of thing where you like highlight the time of the calendar you're available uh and then other people go in and they do it too it's a very simple like username password registration uh and that you just put in a username and a password and you're done like there's no like extra screens or whatever which okay. i thought was really impressive um but yeah it was just really cool so i i uh, really liked using that. It's really simple. It's really easy to see everybody else's schedules. Definitely something that I want to continue to use when scheduling races. Like I'll probably be the one to bust it out next time. Um, and maybe even something we can look at for like mentor tournament when we have, you know, mentors and racers that all need to schedule together. It's just like a really handy tool. So I wanted to shout that out. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, there were some really cool, uh, logos, some new team names, some that I, I really liked. Um, i don't even know if i want to go through the list there's just go check them out yourself i I wrote down a few that i liked but rather you know rather than than single any of them out uh i'll say you know the ones that i liked were typically ones that chat really liked so if you see chat you know reacting or or you know the the commentators dante and the crew so um i pretty much liked all those same ones. another thing go tell go tell us the ones you
2: liked and and didn't like yeah Tell us what yeah. teams, what team players you like and which ones you hate. Uh, just <laughs> throw that in the podcast channel, too. I mean, like, tell us, uh, you know, Dante's a piece of crap for making a big team. Um,
1: yeah, we might, yeah. Uh, we might start a new gossip channel for all that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to be the Andy Cohen of the ALTTPR. nice, or the TMZ.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, suddenly we, that's what we should do for April fools is rebrand. I'm
2: just saying that. And then if someone remembers it and we actually do it, like just change the logo to say like, uh, TMZ, a link to the past, a randomizer podcast or something, <laughs> uh, get some kind of spin on it.
0: Yeah. That's got legs that that's definitely worth, uh, making a note of and, and returning to in the future. I like it. <laughs> um cool anything else with the league reveal so it's it's getting started i'm i'm super excited i'm I'm, i can't wait to dive in there
1: yeah i mean it looks cool i watched the whole stream uh i'm glad everyone's excited Uh, i think it's going to be a great success as it has been in the past and ggs to everyone i hope everyone's going to have fun and uh absolutely yeah
0: sweet uh, so just a quick mention, we've talked about the casual boots tourney uh, really ever since it started, we've been covering it. It is finally concluded uh, and the grand final winner of the casual boots tourney was Gamma Chu. So huge GGs to Gamma. This was, of course, the one that we covered uh, where all of the bracket was one and done. Uh, no best of threes, certainly no best of fives. Mm-hmm. It was just here. Here comes the rando, baby. Uh, so. <laughs> I think, you know, there were some really, really impressive runners that were eliminated. Uh, third place was Jem. Fourth place was Wayne, if that tells you anything. Uh, second place went to Rob J. Beasley. Uh, so, yeah, just um, uh, really cool to see kind of like even though it was a best of one, you still had those really, really strong players at the end because, you know, rando randoing we like to say that it happens a lot, but execution and skill can make up matters quite a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, A a little bit. Did you,
2: did you uh, attempt see how the, the match concluded for finals? I didn't
0: know. I I have to admit, I have not seen this one. So
2: incoming spoilers for folks, just that there's your warning. Uh, Apparently gamma was kind of on the route and it turned out to be a hover seed. And from what we understand, gamma doesn't hover. (laughs) So, he was up at Mulderm too, getting ready to do the bounce. He had ten bombs, and Rob's coming, and Rob can hover. I don't even—I don't even know if Rob had the hook shot, but I think Rob can hover. Either way, okay. the clock was ticking for Gamma, and he ran out of bombs and fell. And so, what do you do? Well, he killed the Wiz robes, and they had the bomb pack. So he got an eight drop, and then on the like next try, so his eleventh bomb, he got the Mulderm bounce. So like (laughs) Rob was probably like four or five screens or so back, if that, um, in GT. So like Gamma, from what I understand, had a pretty big lead and Rob was just closing in because of, you know, Gamma needing to do the the hover or not doing the hover and doing the bounce, but got it done. And, you know, under pressure like that, that is no small feat. Like I don't know how often he's done it, but manipulating Moldorm and still dealing with RNG and pulling it off in a tournament race and it being finals best of 1 that's that's super impressive like this is I, I'll say it this is probably the year Gamma uh we didn't see him in the main tournament yeah. I think for from what I understand some IRL obligations but won the 80 keys tournament and won this he's doing really well in spoiler so far with the uh, SGL and you know his league teams a powerhouse too so we'll see
0: what they got yeah wow that is an insane ending to that tournament. I had heard that it was a uh, hover seed, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize like how desperate it got before yeah. Gamma was able to get the bounce. That's crazy.
1: yeah, it's it's really crazy. Especially you know everything Dancy mentioned, and then think about running out of bombs when you had ten already and failing like ten times. You know you're already under pressure. You know your opponent can probably hover, and it's a hover seed, so you need to get the on bounce to even get somewhere. And then you fail it 10 times and run out of bombs. And then magically the prize pack is okay. And, you know, you get bombs and you have enough health to try it again and all the stuff that's happening. And then you still win it. Freaking insane.
2: You just like my heart will go on, just starts playing in the background. It's like he soars (laughs) across the Moldorm gap.
0: And, and not the recorder version that we featured on the <laughs> yes. show before, but the the Celine Dion version the real one. <laughs> well, absolutely incredible. Well, uh, we'll put a link to that vod in the description and uh, huge shout outs again to Gamma Chu, uh all the participants, and uh, the admins for putting on a, a very successful tournament. so. Um, so Dancy, we have been kind of in the habit of skipping over, uh, tournaments until they kind of come to their culmination, but you specifically requested that we talk a little bit about avian arts group two phase. Um, I'll admit I hadn't heard anything about this. So what's, what's going on? So,
2: okay. That just started and that's kind of why I wanted to plug this. And I think we, we kind of glossed over it, but this is a really fun format. So they're going into like groups into more groups. So this second phase of groups, I think, uh, Mike and beer were calling it like musical chairs. And I was like, what, you know, I'm kind of interested in this. So I, I kind of was paying attention and kind of wasn't. And then, you know, I watched NEPs race and I saw uh, another group's race. So the way this works is your group of four, you have to schedule a group race. Now this is, th- that's the one hiccup I don't like is that you've got to schedule a race with four people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you race four people. And if you're not last, you advance. And then they're going to do it again with three people. And if you're not last, you advance. And then it's going to go with two people. I think it's two people. Um, And then if you're not second or last, you advance again. So you basically have to not lose three times instead of I got to win three times. (laughs) Uh, wow, <laughs> and it's just—it's really interesting. And most of them are doing the true pot hunt mode, which I think this tournament should just be called True Pot Hunt Avian Art. Uh, Seems like that's
0: the favorite. Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's—it was like one of the races was insane. Um, I want to say it was Nep's race where she she advanced or for that first one. Uh, and uh, GFE was, I think, second as far as like triforce piece count at the time and was almost done but hit an area where there wasn't a lot of pots or Triforce pieces. And then uh, I think it was like T-Stew and somebody else slightly started passing him. And it was it was really it was like one of those like super high moments. I can't remember the, all the players, but I just remember GFE looked to be in the driver's seat to advance. And then just because he, I don't know, someone hit a dungeon he had already hit or something and got a ton of pots with a ton of Triforces. Um, like they just surged ahead of him and I was like, Oh my God, this sucks. Like, you know, it it was, it it made for, it made for a good watch. I felt bad for him. Um, but you know, and I think the same thing kind of happened with obscure in his race, uh, and Mm. with the true pot hunt, it's like, I I think the, I think fear said this on one of his podcast episodes, but you can't take the mode too seriously, but it's, it's so much
0: fun (laughs) to play. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the name is inherently like a joke name because there's 420 pots. So true pot hunt. It's like mm-hmm. it's a it's a joke. But I, you know, yeah, it feel like it's being selected more and more. And I think my prediction is coming to bear, which is that like an actual meta is being developed around these 420 pots. And like, what's the best way to check them all? You know, so. yeah. It's fun stuff. It's good. Well, uh, yeah. I, and I love that, um, you know, just don't lose three times. That's an interesting yeah. kind of twist. Definitely makes you play a little bit more conservative, I think. Right.
2: Uh, maybe. I think, I think they're doing a bracket after this. I could be wrong, but it's, okay. I think it's a small mm-hmm. bracket. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was, I just wanted to highlight it a little bit. Cause I just thought it was a super unique way of, of playing groups. It's you do yeah. a group race and just don't finish last.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. I like it. Um, All right. And then uh, we do have another note, Dante, real quick. If you wanted to just touch on this, Uh, you've you've been back at it with your brisket spritzing ways.
2: Yeah, I just I want to say thanks to everybody who came out for that. That was a fun time, Uh, (laughs) even though my Internet wasn't a fun time that day. But considering I got sick like on my birthday and then got luckily it wasn't covid. And I think it was just a weather change type deal. But yeah, it, it worked out where I could still have like people over and I didn't feel like I was compromising anyone's safety. So everybody had a good time. As far as I know, nobody got COVID from coming to my house, but, um, but it was a nice, fun spritz and brisket day. And uh, yeah, I'll, I think that's going to retire the brisket streams for 2022. Mm. We, may, we may revisit in 2023, but uh, that's, that's how you know
0: summer's over. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm going to cook.
2: I just don't feel like, I don't feel like streaming it again. And plus it's one of those Uh. things where if if I do it, it, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, Andy playing a nightmare seed. If he does it all the time, it doesn't have any special thing to the chat. Mm -hmm. So if, if I do this all the time, I'm going to go from 10 people listening to music and watching me appear every hour to like one person, it's
0: going to be me. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fair enough yeah well uh i've always enjoyed them when i've when i've uh stopped in to, to check them out so um here's the 2023 any uh improvements planned or anything or is it gonna be more of what we love i gotta probably the same of what we love i gotta say though uh the honey bur- well the
2: honey bourbon brisket seasoning was like super good so the only thing i'll advise if you ever buy bourbon powder like as a seasoning when it hits meat anything that's got liquid to it Obviously, it turns kind of back into booze. Uh, My wife about threw up like 10 times just trying to get in and out of the refrigerator because (laughs) when you let it sit overnight, it literally just smells like someone like shattered an entire bottle of bourbon right in your face. And it's just this massive alcohol smell in your (laughs) face like instantly. Um, and it was, it was getting to me too. We actually had to like, you know, they, they say what, put baking soda, like a box of it open in your refrigerator. Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. had to go buy a new box of that and put it in there and <laughs> hope to God our fridge stopped smelling like booze, which it finally did. <laughs> um, but I think it, it stayed in there a good 24 hours, uh, or more after, like after it came out and I was like, okay, uh, you know, if my, my, my wife said, if you do the bourbon powder again, it's got, to, we've got to buy an outdoor fridge to store it in <laughs> overnight because I'm
0: not dealing mm-hmm. with this yeah. again so that was that was a fun just, time yeah just imagining your wife like six thirty in the morning going to like make <laughs> breakfast for your kid just blasted with an air full of of booze booze air <laughs> pretty wow. much wow wow yeah well uh with that i guess let's um yeah okay let's get into gmp community updates so there's not a whole lot going on in the community. Uh, everyone is really a buzz for League. We've got like four or five tournaments that are currently in groups, brackets, things like that. So it's been pretty pretty quiet around our uh, server, which is totally fine. Um, we do have some biweekly seed stuff that we got to do here. The last one was the SGL on-site settings. Uh, and as an uh, unhappy update, we still don't have any uh, updates on our bot we're still kind of like botless for now. We did get maybe a lead of someone who might be able to take a look at it, so we'll um you know see how that progresses, but um nothing official yet. Uh we do still have the Bible seeds, you know that are coming out. You can still uh, go into our spoiler channel and share your times and talk about them, put a screenshot, all that good stuff, but um so for the next one that we do, I was thinking, you know, in the spirit of League getting started, we would do the League week one mode which is the co-op all dungeons we have done co-op seeds before i think what we did was you both share your time but you use the same collection rate to show that you're a pair with the other person
2: okay Well, if we don't have a
0: bot we don't have to worry about showing except we don't have a bot it doesn't matter yeah that's a very good point um very good point so so
2: yeah i mean I, I, I we could just add you know we just added it somewhere at this point if we don't get it s- situated soon i think i'm gonna look in copying one of these like async spreadsheets and then mm-hmm. we could just have people submit times that way uh it's not as fun as the bot i think but it, it would be something to tide us over so we'll, we'll see if the leads pan out in the next couple weeks
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a good that's a good call cool okay um, and then it's time to wrap it up. It's probably the shortest GMP community updates we've ever had.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been cool. pretty short, but I mean, if there's not a lot of stuff going on, as you said, people are uh, hyped for the league. SGL is uh, crawling closer and closer. Uh, I think everyone's just getting ready for stuff to happen. So when, maybe next time we'll be a I little mean, more eventful.
2: We need some more GMP community updates. So, Temp, when is Temp.msu version 2? uh, coming live where we could get a Friday night stream of disco through Hyrule Castle.
0: Yes. I'm so glad you've asked. So, uh, I have definitely been dragging my feet on getting this done, but, uh, after a certain point, um, basically the issue was, I just, I had this feeling that there was something wrong with the audio because whenever I would export my music and then, you know, play one of my tracks and then someone else's tracks, it was like, I had to turn the volume up. Uh, just a little bit higher for my own music in order to be able to hear everything. And I was like, there's some sort of like editing or mastering that I'm not doing that needs to be done. So um, I reached out to DDR Kirby ISQ after we had, uh, had him on the show. Um, And he was nice enough to just kind of get on a screen share with me and essentially learned that what I wasn't doing was uh, uh, using a hard limiter on the piece which basically ah. takes all of the like low I, it's funny because i use it for the podcast all the time but it's part of a uh, like a macro basically mm-hmm. um but it, it just takes all the softs and like amplifies them so it kind of makes the whole thing even though it doesn't change the peak volume it makes all the middles and imbi- and, and like softer stuff kind of stand out a little bit more mm-hmm. so i've been in the process of number one adding that to all of the tracks and then number two making mp3 versions that loop once and then fade out uh, so I'm about two thirds of the way through the soundtrack doing that. Uh, and my goal is to definitely have it done before SGL so that, I don't know, I just feel like I should. Are you
2: going to, are you going to try to find like a spot in the hotel and like set up a laptop in a, a mixing station and like drop a hot set?
0: <laughs> like just play <laughs> well, a lot for before. I'm thinking about it now. No, I, I, you know, as a, as a percussionist, I have no problem doing live music, but as a composer, that I don't, I can't DJ. I don't have that. You, skill all you gotta set, do so. is just
2: like act like you're doing stuff, like press fake buttons. Just press the, <laughs> press the space bar, and you know, just have another track start up and have one button, like knob that's like a crossfade. And you just right. fade slowly, it into, turn. to the next one, you know. And then that's mm-hmm. you. You could have a whole like a very lit hotel room, I think, if you did that.
0: Probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. You know, I already, it's, it's hard enough to bring my rando equipment, you know, to STL. Now I got to bring a freaking uh, DJ uh, kit. So, so we will see. Are we going to, okay. I'm going to ask this live on the podcast recording. Are we doing anything as a podcast since all three of us are planning to be there? I think so. I think we absolutely should. We've talked about it before, even if it's just the three of us with mics on a table and some chairs in a room that seats 50 people i think we can you know I even mean, if,
1: if behind the room yeah. see, it's 50 people <laughs> in the little nook that we yeah, were in last i mean time. i on. think pictures we're on our website
0: we're gonna
2: be i think we're gonna be doing real good if we can get get anything that's not in our own hotel room and cramming people in to ask questions if they want to like do gmp after dark but i know I, I, being on the hardware side i know we're going to be very limited i'm hoping that maybe like since Feasel doesn't have to stream 24 seven, that we could commandeer something. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm also not going to like plan on it. Like I'm not going to say it's <laughs> yeah. like a hundred percent sure that we're going to be allowed to do that. So I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> though.
0: Yeah. Well, I definitely need you guys to work on that because you're SGL staff. <laughs> but if you want to delegate some of the work to me, I'd be more than happy to take that off of your plate. So if you can get the like okay from Feasel, then I will you know coordinate with him or whoever he tells me to coordinate
1: with and like make it happen. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. We'll we'll see what what we can make happen. I mean, at worst, uh, see that's maybe another one for your list, Tim. But last time we recorded with like your microphone that you brought and your (laughs) laptop, I believe. So you know, at worst, we're gonna have to do that again probably. Uh,
0: Yeah, we'll absolutely at least like sit down around. one microphone and record something if that's like the minimum, yeah, you know, but I would prefer to do like a live episode.
2: I'll set up, I'll bring, I'll bring some kind of camera, even if it's my phone and we'll like have that set up so we could like get a video of it we'll have Mm -hmm. like that way people can see the video experience to, uh, but at this, you know, pipe dream, we get a, the Twitch launched and then we kind of have chat, like just kind of LOLing at the fact that we're even doing it. Um, and yeah, then, that'd be pretty cool. And I then like, yeah, like, we're like the meme with the three birds, like the one bird and then the three more that's just like, thank you all for coming. Uh, and that'll that'll be <laughs> us at SGL. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think we can we can definitely do it. And we should. And uh, you heard it here first or actually we've talked about this before, but you're hearing it here most recently. So we're going to do that. Um, okay, so we have a little bit of time for some shout outs. Uh, I already have mine queued up. I was just thinking I don't recommend enough music. And I was going to recommend uh, Aphex Twin as an artist. But specifically, the reason that I'm recommending Aphex Twin is uh, I watched a 30-minute documentary, actually 36-minute documentary on YouTube not too long ago from a channel called Trash Theory. And the, it's called How Aphex Twins Spurned the 90s Dance Mainstream. Uh, and it's not too long. I watched it. It, had, it You know, he provides a lot of like musical examples for things he's talking about. Both, you know, this guy, Richard D. James's uh, catalog, he's been making electric music, electronic music since like the 80s um, and has released things as recently as a few years ago. So extremely prolific, very weird person. But uh, I've, you know despite being around for a very long time, I never really listened to this particular artist and have been getting into his discography. And I just really, really like the vibes, Um, you know, really cool beats, really like introspective harmonies and things. Just, I don't know, there's just like something to it that I I, I'm really digging. So I'll recommend the artist Aphex twin, but specifically this music documentary that talks a little bit about his discography. So that's my shout out.
1: Cool uh i'm i'm gonna let dante go first because i got a little preview of what he's gonna be shouting out this week i think
2: yeah uh, i want to shout out the game trombone champ cause the game is like you know i'm a rhythm game player the game is hilariously bad uh but it's also really really good um it's super hard i've already finished getting all the achievements on it uh and the hardest one was like 20 s's uh but Anyway, it's uh go play it. Like it's worth $15 or watch some YouTube videos. I promise you will laugh your butt off uh trying to learn the game. Like the first 30 minutes of me playing the game, I could not stop laughing. Just like at myself, what the song sounded like while I was trying to play them. Um it- it's a good time, I promise.
1: Yeah, this I'll is- I'll definitely second that.
0: Wow. I remember being in college when like Guitar Hero came out and being like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like Trumpet Hero and Clarinet Hero? (laughs) So um, this seems like that for trombones and you're using the slide. Sort of. Okay,
1: You're You're usually give it a try.
2: You use your mouse to move up and down on the scale
1: hmm.
2: And okay. my suggestion, I tried to do the stock con- like the, the stock control configuration where you pull down to go up and push up to go down. I hated it. So I went back to yeah. inverted. Um, but then you basically can use a bunch of different keys on the keyboard uh, to just tap the notes. So you can use two or three fingers to kind of keep in rhythm with whatever you're trying to hit. So you don't have to kind of like, you know, jack your finger up and down on the same the same mouse mm-hmm. button or whatever that was. That was my flaw to begin with, but um, the sliding when you got when you don't know how far you need to go, it makes for some really interesting music. <laughs> okay. Sure, does. I yeah. would not
1: recommend playing it with a cat around, that's all I'm gonna there's, say.
2: There's <laughs> also a lot of like I'm not gonna say puzzle aspect, but there's like some hidden things that are pretty mm-hmm. neat to it. Um, to like unlock everything. And I thought they did a really, uh, a really well job, uh, a job well done on that, that whole deal. Like as far as like making it more than just
0: that. So like just a, a rhythm game. So I thought it was kind of cool. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, Trombone Champ. Everybody check it out. I know I will. Um, Was that both of y'all's recommendations? No, no, I've got one,
1: but I'll make it quick. Uh, So uh, I thought a little bit about what I'm going to recommend, but I'm going to do this. I will recommend or shout out the new Action Button review of uh, Bokuno Natsuyasumi, which is the new Tim Rogers uh, review. I don't know if you're not familiar with him. You're probably not going to like it. His review is six hours and 12 minutes long. I'm currently on our... Three uh, three hours, 19 minutes, and 17 seconds in, I paused it for this podcast recording, <laughs> and I will continue once we're done. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's hard to talk about it without people watching it, and I don't expect anyone to be crazy like me and sit down and watch a six-hour YouTube video review of a game they've probably never heard about before. But I really... I don't know, he's very much an acquired taste, but once you've acquired the taste, you really enjoy it, I think, mm. personally. That's what happened to me, at least. So I'm going to shout out that, and I'm going to be interested to see people either calling me a crazy person, or maybe finally finding someone else who also enjoys Tim Rogers' reviews. all right and uh, I will definitely
0: put these links in the description in the past I think like during editing I was like should I put links that we talk about as shout outs in the description and for some reason I decided no but I will definitely uh, just do it this time so if you're interested in any of what we talked about go check it out and we'll we'll put the links there for you Uh, okay we're done That's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, Thank you everyone so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. And until then, let's go ahead and save and continue. Death Warp. And then save, save and quit when we're done and then Death Warp.